0: Hey, this is Camp Scouts, hosted by me, Curtis Heimberger, and my good friend, Josh Freeman. We noticed that there isn't as much new music being shared online as there should be, so we decided to create this show, dedicated to scouring Bandcamp and finding your new favorite artist. Oh. Good afternoon. Uh, who is or that? Or whatever time huh? it is. What what guest is this episode? What is this? What? Huh? He's back? Is that Curtis? It's him. Citrus Hamburger on Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram and that's it.
1: <laughs> yes, it Welcome is I. Back thank you
0: to podcast. Hey, thank you so much. I am I am Curtis Heimberger or Citrus Hamburger. I am
1: Josh Freeman, or JW Freeman, underscore. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, where have you been?
0: Oh, Explain yourself
1: to the caring audience.
0: I dug myself a grave, ah, and geez. then I lied down in it, and I got <laughs> back out. I was on a month-long tour, Ooh. and I went home, and I helped my parents move all of their Stuff in three different locations. Uh, that was great. Then I visited my lovely girlfriend Ava. And now I'm in Austin, Texas, and Momrock is gearing up for the future. Hell that's, yeah! What's going on? Yeah. Hell
1: yeah! That's a lot of shit to do in two months.
0: Yes, and now I also have to create uh, my portfolio for my visa application which is so much fun um, you can't just like stay <laughs> what are they gonna do no well so Austin Texas is a sanctuary city so technically really? they which which means in a you know long story short they can't deport me
1: ha <laughs> loophole Ha-ha. mom rock tour loophole. Austin Texas only we're doing Eat everything you in Austin <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe. Well, while you get together your portfolio, maybe you should include this episode cuz we've got four more fucking bangers. Yes. Yes. We're easing you back into it. I've got four songs for you. The theme? Yes. There's a theme this episode. Uh-huh. Uh is that they're all good.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I love that theme. Unlike, That's a good theme. Yeah, unlike other unlike- music sharing podcasts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you fucking playlist wars. That's a podcast. They're they're cool guys. <laughs> they're not going to listen to this. Okay. So our first song of the day is going to be XR6 by Coco Jumbo.
0: Exhausted, It's a four liter rim six. All like to slip. It's a bit. It's a Yo, that there was great.
1: Are not enough songs about cars anymore?
0: Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, is that a, is that a car or a motorbike? Uh, yeah. We'll shed some
1: light for our non-Australian listeners. The Ford Falcon XR6 is a car that is not sold in America. It was fucking 30 or so years ago, but the model was discontinued in the U.S. Uh, but it's sold for a long time in Australia. I don't think they make it anymore. But as of recent of like the, the 10s, the 2010s. Um, yeah, it's it's a compact car. You can soup it up if you want to make it for racing. It's a cool car, as you heard in the song. It's a four liter yeah. inline six engine. Uh, <laughs> I love the, that this song isn't about the speaker's car. It's about his Uncle Harry's
0: car. If you caught that at the beginning, I think it's really funny. Is Uncle Harry the guy who's on this album cover that I'm looking at right now? I hope so, because the second song is just called Harry. I think it's about him. (laughs) I mean,
1: it must be. It's got to be. It's It's got to be be Harry. Harry. Um, I have only listened to the first two songs on this album. I haven't listened to to the rest of it. But I really hope that they all just slowly reveal more and more details about the man on the cover. That'd be really funny to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all just about like his surroundings, the things he owns, his his mental state. You know, like the song I'll "STD like Line" track ten. That's about Harry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome. No, this, this song is so much fun. I mean, the. Like, the drummer reminds me a lot of uh, Trey Cool on Green Day's, like, first album. Well, not first album. I guess third album, technically. If you're a real Green Day fan, uh, Dookie. Like, just very surfy, very punky. I love that, like, you know, two on the snare, two on the rack tom, like, hitting on the floor tom beat. It's it's so much fun. Um, and that riff that they play is just infectious with, like, everyone mm. else just doing that drone note. Um, It's killing
1: Yeah it picks up very quick Um, It does a thing that I love a lot In really up tempo songs Where there's a couple of seconds for the listener To cool down Near the end of the song when it slows down It's like it's a Ford Falcon XR6 And it's just kind of <laughs> spoken It's really cool yeah. <laughs> Gives me a second to um, realize I'm like now driving a little too fast Because I got too hype <laughs> on my way to the grocery store Listening to XR6
0: Yeah it's like, just in case, just in case you didn't get the words, they just, I love how they just spell it out for you. It's awesome. Well, the, the, the first time I heard it, I thought he was saying Ford fucking
1: XR6, which would, I guess, also be applicable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is such an aggressive song about somebody else's car. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Coco Jumbo, uh, this is their song. This is their that was their song, xrx Six. This is from their album, Misbehaven. They are another punk band from Melbourne. Shown on the show, I think I have a soft spot for that scene. I don't know what the yeah. fuck they're doing over there, but between them and Biff and a band that we haven't shared yet, um, Baby Mullet is Australian, I believe. I don't know what the fuck mm. they're doing, but they're doing it right, and I love it. So yeah, thank you, Coco Jumbo. That's awesome. Okay, what's next? What's next? <laughs> what's next? Uh uh Next, we're going to do another song about a car. Uh, this is Honda Odyssey by the Red Eyeballers.
0: If someday you're to find yourself washed up on a porn show, remember these simple words if It's good enough for Roma, huh? it's good enough for me. It's good enough for Odysseus, it's good enough for me. It's good enough for Penelope, it's good enough for me. It's my Honda Odyssey. With Honda Odyssey Driving a Honda Odyssey It's my Honda Odyssey If it hides you from the furs It's good enough for me If it hauls all the band here It's good enough for me To pass you on the pavement It's good enough for me It's my Honda Odyssey in my Honda Odyssey It's my Honda Odyssey Race my Honda Odyssey Mustangs and Chargers And that's for two car songs baby you didn't think josh could do it but there's two car songs in this episode we addressed the issue not enough car songs and we fixed it immediately vote
1: camp scouts for congress set them up
0: knock them down. down i'm going to sweep this city clean with this broom <laughs> oh. <laughs> having a fair with my broom what is that from <laughs> yeah i think it's i i feel like it's from the simpsons or something no it's ah, it doesn't matter it, ah, it doesn't you, matter hey, We can talk if about if you that. watch
1: shows help um <laughs> this is the red eyeballers this is their album melted by science uh really quick before we get into it uh some car history for you the H- the honda odyssey it's a minivan um song's fantastic i think it's a lot of fun um as someone who doesn't listen to old music, I try to listen to as much current stuff as possible. There is a sound type, a soundscape that I long for and I pine for. And this scratches that itch for me that like sixties kind of like bubblegum pop sound really
0: helps. It's really interesting because their album cover, um, they all look, they have kind of like, it's that same, art style as the scooby-doo gang and this song to me sounds like a song off like the scooby-doo soundtrack Mm -hmm. like the episode is they ditch the mystery mobile for a honda odyssey and it's like not going the way they wanted it's like the whole bit and they're like oh we go back to the mystery van at the end of the episode but it's like it has this spooky element because of the keyboard taking over like the bass responsibility, mm-hmm. um, and it's just fun. I mean, it's like very, it's like a spooky Velvet Underground. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's what it's that's what it's serving to me. They did uh, my man right. That's Velvet Underground. I'm waiting for my man. That's them. That is Sonic Youth. Or that the uh, again or maybe it's the, maybe <laughs> i think oh, it is there yeah. because that's the band that andy warhol funded here comes my man here comes my man is the pixies i think yeah anyway do, yes doesn't matter do, 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 do. okay so <laughs>
1: i reached out to the red eyeballers and i asked if they had any extra information they could give us about the song and uh they reached out which is really cool here is what we've got so during uh during the pandemic, the drummer vocalist listened to the top 100 songs of each year from 1954 to 69. During the early to mid-60s, there were a lot of car songs, GTO or Little Cobra, for example, uh, that were fairly easy to emulate and also very catchy. Uh, him and the keyboardists also loved the 145's album Rock Invasion, which also has some garage rock car songs. And another intersection is that my girlfriend, now his wife, uh, drove, a, drove an odyssey that moved all our band gear and hit us from the fuzz. We drove it into the ground and got a full $50 when we traded it in. Which is, that's rough. <laughs> that's um, Him and the guitarist worked on a sketch version of the song during the pandemic. Um, they were in each other's like bubble. Uh, and they ended up practicing a couple of times a week for two years. Once they had sort of an idea of what it was going to sound like, they sent it to their keyboard player and he worked on his part. When they could finally meet together, they played it through enough times to figure out what actually needed to go where. And this was added as a last bit. They all have some form of advanced degree in English, so they are all familiar with the source material they use in the first verse. So don't fucking come after him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think it was awesome. We talked a little bit more about, like, how much the song changed through this two-year You know, writing process, essentially, right? Like, coming up with the basic idea, and then doing it with your guitarist, and then sending it to your keyboardist and, like, waiting for a response, and then finally getting to practice all together. Like, there was a lot of change to that. They say that the keyboard player is the real wizard in the group, and can play almost any style, because he's classically trained. Uh, They've been in various bands for the last 20 years, so he knows what he's in for. That's really cool. Uh, Dang. I fucking... I love that insight, and the note to the story that this like this car is real they have a connection to it and they had to trade it in for 50 dollars.
0: <laughs> that's, so, <laughs> that's sad. so brutal for an entire car yeah. i like how they have like dressed up the keyboardist as a wizard too like he's wearing the cloak with the he does that at shows sunglasses oh really that's how they
1: dress at shows yeah it's oh awesome, awesome. I um love that. the end uh near the end of the song when it says as long as it keeps running it's good enough for me as long as it's humming it's good enough for me if it stays together it's good enough for me i think it's really funny because i'm i've only ever been able to buy cheap used cars yeah <laughs> there've been many a times where like my girlfriend is visiting and i'm outside working on out my car <laughs> like i just need to get to work and then it's fine
0: <laughs> it'll just like, it'll I'm, just i just need to fix the the jimmy rod yeah, right
1: now, my current car, my Mitsubishi Lancer has um its suspension uh squeaks, needs a little bit of oil. But there are there's no grease point, so I'd have to like take off the whole shock and I don't want to do that. So when I turn right, it, ju- it it's just going to squeak because it still drives and that's good enough. It's good enough for me. So I love it. I love the it's very I love this song. I think it's very Um, I think a lot of people have a lot of ties to vehicles, right? Um, Especially ones that have been around for, like, important parts of their life. And I think a lot of people can relate to the idea of, like, it ain't much, but it's my car, and that's all it has to be for me to appreciate it. So, thank you.
0: absolutely. Thank you, red-eyeballers. Merci beaucoup. More, more, I
1: want more. Sorry, I was paused. I had to remember what Massi Boku meant. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it, I got froze. That is French. This song is Grass Never Sleeps by Bastelantros. for three bangers just like last episode and the episode before it baby
0: (laughs) (laughs) that goes hard it's fucking that riff that riff over and over again it does not get old it's it's also like
1: instant right Mm -hmm. from second one there's no wind up it just like it feels like i'm starting in the middle of it i think it's really cool yeah um i was looking for songs like you do and I started thinking about our dearly departed expired music podcast and about how I haven't heard any new fucking surf rock music in a minute. Uh, they shared a little bit of surf rock. And I thought it was really cool. And then I was like, oh, I can just look it up. <laughs> so here we are. Shut up. That's for me. dope. Yeah. Shut up. Discovering agency. Um, we got some info from the band. If you want to dip into that really quickly. Love it. Um, so I reached out to uh, the band, asked for permission, yada yada, and they gave us some info on the band, and they said, Basilantros uh, are a three-piece surf band from Pensacola, Florida, Kevin Hines on guitar, Jesse Vanderweet on bass, Steve Hafner on drums. The two tracks on their new self-titled singles were recorded and engineered in Pensacola by their good friend, Toby Echeverria, and released in May of 2022. The record was originally going to be a 2020 release, but like most stuff in 2020, it was delayed for longer than they expected. The records themselves were all printed, pressed, and packaged at uh, KinderCore Vinyl in Athens, Georgia. And he says they did a fantastic job, by the way, and they highly recommend them. Uh, The vinyl itself is a limited run of 300 randomly colored 7-inch vinyl, all self-produced and released by them. The cover art and sleeve design was done by Steve Hafner.
0: Uh, I love it. Yeah, no, the. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> the album cover's simple and vicious, and I don't know. It's got a f- fucking crocodile on it. I mean, like, what? Where can you go wrong? You know, you're from Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah. They got there's they're everywhere over there. Um, no, but it, it's just so much fun, and like, I love i love people that can bring something new to a old genre i mean surf rock has been around for so so long and to just i don't know reinvent it bring something new um yeah the wet guitar you know the staccato picking and the drums the surf drums all the awesome fills and that sweet you know the 16th notes on the bell of the ride it's just ah, oh, it's awesome yeah I, I I think it's fantastic I
1: do think it's weird that um surf rock isn't as big of a genre as I think it should be I don't know where the like mass appeal is for people for it I think it's fantastic
0: um it's uh it's it's
1: in Hawaii so Scars from Jamaica, and people listen to it across the world. We can get we can get surf rock around, man. Um, we
0: you're just bringing it back.
1: Yeah, just bring it back. Yeah, we'll start with Basileantros, and then we'll find all the other surf rock bands and their scene, and we'll rip them and pretend like we found them for the show. Uh huh. (laughs) And then we're then the Christopher Columbuses of.
0: Surf, oh, rock. surf rock we we'll just send them all on a giant you know month-long tour across america mm-hmm. the surf rock tour and then we get credit for reviving third wave uh surf rock
1: exactly what could possibly go wrong but no uh i think this song is fantastic they're they've got they've still got some random color vinyl uh, up for sale so if you liked the song you i guarantee you will like side b to that record, which is their song, Can't Animal. It's fantastic. We've talked about the cover. I think it's awesome. It looks like it was done, like print work. Like maybe they like like, like, uh, like how you make a stamp, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's Basilantros. Thank you for letting us share your work on the show. And now, uh, drum roll, we go into the last song of the episode. Woo! And this is, sadly, the last time that I will have picked all the songs so I'm sorry listener that the quality might dip in future episodes oh okay okay I can't
0: control that all right that's enough
1: <laughs> I'm cutting this shit out of the episode I'm cutting the show this is jelly by bitter coast Four for four bangers. I love Bitter Coast. I love this, like, 2000s rock sound that they have cultivated. I think it is pretty fucking awesome.
0: It's killing. I mean, at first I was getting my bearings as the song started, but that, like, like, twinkly guitar work that's in behind... Um mm-hmm. during the first verse is so cool. I mean it's it adds such a cool texture that taking it out would just it would just be like a whole new song and it's such a nice little touch. And there's a lot of cool things in this song that are like that where it's just fun little guitar riffs, fun slidey, bendy, plucky, mm-hmm. picky little riffs. I love it. Yeah. I like and... that they bring Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, I love his voice. His voice is killer. Oh yeah. It, yeah, it. I like
1: angst. If you've been following the newsletter since, if you were an early adopter to the newsletter, then you know that like the first three months there was like an angsty teen song on there every time. I'm a big fan <laughs> of it. Yeah. Um, I I couldn't tell you why. I think it's fantastic. I don't think writing something that is angsty should ever be seen as a bad thing i think it's a little weird when people are like putting down on this kind of unrelated but like the emo genre just because it is kind of uh the way that it like the way that emo music kind of sounds and it, i don't know it's dumb
0: but yeah i fucking i love a good amount of angst and this is a lot emo of emo is back emo is back i mean um it's had a giant resurgence emo, emo never left punk that hey that's Rock the real roll. that's the real thing. Hey, that's the real truth baby <laughs> Midwest was, emo kept yeah. the emo
1: scene alive for fucking a decade
0: yeah that's a good point Um, uh, yeah like what was I gonna say I love that I love how the song ends with I saw you walking with somebody new and I thought it was gonna go through the whole thing but it was just like that's it and
1: yeah cause you don't get the closure either yeah isn't that
0: eggs Ex- oh mm. boom boom prosody like and you just want to listen to it again i it's it's so important that a song leaves you feeling like i need to i need to hear this again i need to hear this again whether you need to hear more of the song you didn't get enough of it or it's just genuinely so catchy that it didn't fulfill that final thing you wanted it leaves you hanging you're like God, i just need to hear it again so yeah
1: They describe themselves as a modern rock band from the American Northeast formed in the summer of 2020 during the global pandemic as an avenue to channel the uncertainty of the future and the despair of isolation into a creative outlet. Wow. I think that's very fitting. And I also think it's very healthy to do that. I uh, say this to a lot of people. If you're going through a big thing, uh, you should write about it. It's a thing that I do. And I think more people should do it. Yeah. Uh, It just helps. Uh, yeah, I like write that. it
0: down. Write a song. Make Post a piece it, of art. Send it to us. We'll put send it on the show it if to- it's good. Ah, so what's good! I'll put it on the show. <laughs>
1: Camp Scouts on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. <Camps laughs> Pod. I'm such an on Instagram. Yeah, what did uh, <laughs> I like my last like actual note of the song is I like that um each element of the song. Like you were talking about, like you liked the twinkling guitar. Later on in the song, the rest of the elements are pulled back so that it can be front and center for the listener to hear. And I think it's really interesting. They do the same thing with the percussion, the lead guitar, giving everything its own moment to truly be understood and digested by the listener so they understand how well made this song is. Like the first listen through is fantastic and it's something that I love to see.
0: Yeah. It's great songwriting great musicianship across all of these bands you're welcome curtis just kidding Yeah, uh, yeah thanks <laughs> jerk
1: um thank you so much to coco jumbo the red eyeballers basilantros and bitter coast for letting us share your music on the show for having a conversation with me uh and for being cool with waiting however many weeks it's been since we talked to now uh in june for your episode to come out uh (laughs) some of these i got like the day they came out so it's been like three weeks your songs
0: have been submitted as tribute thank you
1: thank you yeah i'm I'm running camp scouts like a literary journal oh we'll get back to you in six to nine weeks thank you so much (laughs) thank you thank you so much yeah but now What do you know about... What is this band called? (laughs) What do you know about (laughs) the the two live crew? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Okay. Well, there's a lot of really cool history behind the two live crew. So I do what I always do. When I look this stuff up, I go... I search the date the episode comes out, music history, and it's always bad. But on in on june 8th uh and i'm gonna pull a lot of this stuff from a rolling stone article by billy johnson jr called seven ways the world went crazy with as nasty as they want to be uh you should check it out it's really cool um but a guy was arrested uh selling music june 8th 1990 charles freeman the owner of the fort lauderdale ec records was arrested two days after um, the two live crew album it's as nasty as they want to be um, was released no two days after the album was legally marked as obscene by a Florida district uh, judge so you couldn't sell it it was too legally obscene uh, this guy was arrested for selling the record to an undercover cop um, on June 8th 1990 that's nuts whoa
0: So, So, okay, so, like, what is some, like, back alley deal? He's got, like, a copy of it on vinyl, (laughs) like, yeah, this is that good shit. This is that OG pressing that you really want, you know, like. No, this this is the original master recording here.
1: So, this album came out February 7th, 1989. So, we gotta go, like, a year and some change backwards really quick. Okay, so, cassettes. Uh, (laughs) The Two Life crew, they had a reputation for making like very se- like sexually charged songs uh songs you may know would be like face down ass up or me so horny uh, <laughs> I, that's literally the name of it face down <laughs> ass up the hook yeah I, I i know a lot of people and i was like face down ass up that's the way i like to fuck um so first of all just really quickly if music's made for adults and it's about having sex who gives a shit right this album was not targeted because it was sexual. This, this is, this. is I truly believe, is motivated by race. We can, um, the two live crew were the first band in the 80s to hit a platinum record. I think that, that, like a million sales, I think, is a platinum. They were the first Southern rap group to do that in, in the 80s. Uh, so they had a lot of attention. And this uh, 11th court judge ruled their album as nasty as they want to be as legally obscene, meaning that it is so sexual and inappropriate that it is illegal to be just like freely distributed. Right. Um, For context of what we use obscene charges for in the modern day would be like child pornography. So this judge thought this rap album about fucking was as bad as child pornography or was he racist? I'll leave it up to the listener to decide. Mm. Um, so yeah, so he he rules it as obscene. And then uh, in June of 1990, so like a year later, and you still have your supply, you own a record store, you have your copies. And some guy comes in. And he's like, hey, are you selling as nasty as they want to be? And you're like, yeah, and you get arrested. (laughs) That's fucking (laughs) awful. There were six cops total there. But there were two of them were undercover. So the other four like showed up after the fact. Wow That's crazy Yeah It's wild And the thing is The music's not good
0: (laughs) Right right Like why was it so worth it To them This sting operation of like all right, let's see if he sells us the record You know Uh, I found this on
1: Wikipedia I couldn't find it on on another On the Rolling Stones article And I ran out of time Because I found this Right before we started recording But um (laughs) allegedly the guy who ran the uh, record store had been charged for, like, cocaine possession or dealing beforehand. Okay. And so he was being targeted is what's happening. Uh, The police were misusing their power and a freshly new obscene media charge to attack a guy with a record store because they knew he would already have it. Right. Um, There's this really cool quote that I found. Well, first of all, David Bowie said... um, I've been listening to the album by Two Live Crew. It's not the best album ever made, but when I heard they banned it, I I went out and bought it. Freedom of thought, freedom of speech. And it's weird to be on the same side as the pedophile, but here we are. <laughs> but here we are. And he's dead now, so it's okay. Um, ah, fuck him. Yeah. Outlive David Bowie. See you later. <laughs>
0: um, that is so crazy. I wonder if that's before... I'm trying to remember when the court hearings um, about... Uh, explicit content in music Happened um, It's Vanilla Ice right Yeah No. As, well,
1: NWA got marked as explicit And then Walmart said they were never going to sell Explicit albums in their store again Isn't that that same era right
0: 92? I think so well cause um, I forget what his name is but he's from If I'm not mistaken Twisted Sister um, And he went in And had a statement I think I think David Crosby went in, made a statement, but, um, yeah, it was a big deal. It was just about like, whether I think the court hearing was about like, whether we should be banning explicit, like that Mm -hmm. should even be sold or if it should just be like a warning, you know? Um, and yeah, the, the hearing ended in it, you know, being allowed to be sold. It just has to have that parental advisory warning on it. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway.
1: I don't think we have to explain fuck, the like huge infringement on freedom of speech that comes with the government saying this is too nasty yeah. and it not being child abuse, right? Um, or like a snuff film. Like if there was a video of someone being murdered, like actually, you, that's different, right? Yeah. Uh, but an album, so the, the judge's ruling was, was that like, this was not art for the mind, it was art for the groin. Meaning, like it wasn't intellectually stimulating to him. It was. It made him horny, and so that was bad. Um, <laughs> uh, Christopher Hitchens um, said, "If you don't like the record, you can kiss our motherfucking ass." Uh, that was. That's like <laughs> the quote I can pull from the from the group. They released a clean version of this album, edited out. Uh, edited out like some of the stuff, and there was a cover of a song they put on there that they had to take to the Supreme Court because they didn't get the rights to use the cover. They did it anyways, but because they were making fun of the song, it fell under parody law. Oh, nice! Uh, this band could not catch a break. Yeah. Um, so there's a really cool quote I'm gonna leave us with, and then uh, that'll be it. This is a really short second segment, but I think this—I just—I can't understand being arrested for selling a record. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, hold on. If you're, because so this got appealed a a little bit later, but if you're listening and you're like, well, it was illegal to sell the record. He should have known. Shut up. I'm not explaining this to you. You're an idiot. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So there's this cool quote. This is by, um, this is from The Nation. It is written by, a man named, his last name is Hitchens, is the quote I can pull. I'm getting this from Wikipedia, so it's just his last name. And the 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 group, the magazine, or the publication would be called uh, The Nation. It's kind of long. So it says, it is obvious to this reviewer that the crew should be left alone, and that their foul-mouthed attitude towards the gentler sex is a good-sounding excuse for a youth-hating and surreptitiously, surreptitiously bigot, prosecu- bigoted prosecution. I don't know the private thoughts of Sheriff Nick Navarro of Broward County, but I doubt they are worth a rat's behind and see no reason why he should be sublimant in his own vagina treading disorders in this expensive and undemocratic fashion. The same applies to the uh, preposterous, preposterous judge Jose Gonzalez, Jr. Who in ruling on Navarro's raid uh, opinioned that the music appeals to the loins, not the intellect. In fact, I think they are a pair of racist shitheads who should be told to fuck right off. I have never <laughs> read something so direct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh my God. It's, it's not a my beautiful fault you don't, get,
1: you don't get bitches, is what he said.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's a beautiful way to end the episode. Yeah, so... Um,
1: thanks to two life crew we don't get records banned for being about sex anymore so the weekend can credit his career to the two life crew yeah <laughs> <laughs> welcome,
0: <Weeknd. laughs> you're welcome weekend you're <laughs> welcome weekend where can we find you on the internet oh me citrus hamburger on instagram, on instagram.
1: and that's and it facebook you're using Facebook? You mean you mean Meta. They can find you in the metaverse. You were telling me before yes. we got started
0: about your new NFT collection. Yes, I, b- I bought some property next to Snoop Dogg in the metaverse. Yeah. You bought some of those uh limp biscuit NFTs you yeah. we were talking about a long time ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Um I am JW Freeman underscore on Twitter and Instagram. The podcast is at Camp Scouts Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and we have a newsletter We're uh, sending it through MailChimp now. MailChimp now, so it's a little bit more official. Uh, It's not just a Google form, (laughs) and we have to remember to (laughs) add you to a list. Exactly. Um, The link to all that stuff is directly below. If you have any music you want us to hear, if you have music that you've made, uh, please send it our way. We would love to listen to any and everything you've got. Uh, That's it. See you in two weeks. Peace out, Girl Scout. Bye. Bye. Is that a new tattoo? No. Is that new? Oh, I've never seen it before. This one? What is it? It's a FLAC
0: file. What is a FLAC file? Okay, so you know how there's MP3s and WAV files, right? A uh, FLAC file stands for Free Lossless Audio Codec.